you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. I want to go on record publicly saying how much that I appreciate the friendship that I have found in Pastor Brian Lane. I appreciate the sincerity of his heart, his ministry, and the walk of God in which is very evident. He and his family is extremely exemplary in their leadership in this district and around the globe. He is affecting churches in our state, in our nation, and all over the globe through his tremendous work that he is doing in missions. We love and appreciate him for many of you. Perhaps this will be your first time to hear this man of God bring the word. He did not come to entertain. But I can tell you God is certainly going to move tonight. For those of you that are familiar with the ministry of Pastor Brian Lane, you know that you're in for a treat tonight. Would you put your hands together and welcome our guest, Pastor Brian Lane, his tremendous wife and children. We love you. This pulpit is yours. Take your liberty. God bless you, sir. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. What a wonderful spirit of the Lord that's in this house. Amen. It's so good to be with your great pastor. When I pray for them and God talks about them, he speaks about them in very unique terms. That when I pray for the Jordan family, the Holy Ghost calls them the first family of revival. So I'm very grateful today to be with the first family of revival here with you. And I'm just excited about what God is going to do tonight. Very blessed to have my wife of 22 years. Praise the Lord. And when I leave here tonight, we're catching a plane and spending a week in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Just her and I. So you know I'm not going to preach very long. Hallelujah. But it's just amazing to be here. I think last time I was here was about three years ago on Super Bowl Sunday. So I'm just going to ride it in every Super Bowl Sunday and come up here and worship with you all. Wonderful people of the Lord. Amen. I appreciate the apostolic partnership, amen, that 
your pastor and I have, and I just believe that if I invade from the south and he invades from the north, we can really mess Indiana up and have revival. Amen. From Whiteland to Frankfurt all the way downtown Indianapolis and see God, amen, do the miraculous. Praise God. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, Acts chapter 10. I just feel like tonight, it's not really the preaching that God has sent me here to do. Your pastor is an amazing preacher of the word. You're very, very blessed. But I feel like God has sent me here to initiate a spiritual shift for this church. That I just feel like God is getting ready to show himself strong. And he's getting ready to restore the years. And he's going to repay you for all the tears. And all the trouble and all the battle and all the warfare that you have endured. And I just can feel right now, even as I'm saying this, the heavens are beginning to open. In another dimension, in another way. This is a blessed church. And pardon the language of you, about ready to be more blessed. That what God's getting ready to do is going to blow your wig off. And what God is going to do, it's not going to happen next year, next, come on somebody. 2022, it's beginning right now. Right now. That God is going to show himself strong on your behalf. And the Lord's going to do the miraculous in the name of Jesus. This is what I hear the Holy Ghost saying. It's not just revival like you think of as revival. Yes, it's souls. Yes, it's discipleship. But there's a flood of finances. There's a flood of favor. Come on, somebody. There's a flood of supernatural demonstration, miracle signs and wonders. Amen. The angels of the Lord are in this house. Come on, somebody. Amen. And you're getting ready to affect far beyond what you even thought your reach was. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Acts chapter 10, verse 36. Such an honor to be here. Praise the Lord. The Lord, or the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Verse 37. The word I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea, Began from Galilee after the baptism John preached. And then the most concise, complete definition of the ministry of Jesus, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Somebody shout power. And went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. I'm going to talk to you, amen, about breaking the spiritual back of oppression. Are you with me tonight? Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to be a bad night for the devil. Hallelujah. If you believe that, lift your hands and let's pray together. Jesus, we love you. We worship you. God, we pray that you would move in this house today. Have your way, 
have your way, have your way, have your way. And God will give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Amen. The most concise, amen, complete definition of the ministry of Jesus, how that he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. Somebody shout power. And this was what he did. He went about doing good. Interesting phrase, amen. It meant that he just blessed everybody and anybody that was willing. It's a phrase that means that when Jesus gets ready to do something good, he doesn't calculate your deservability in what he's getting ready to do for you. Let me say that again, that when God gets ready to do something good, he doesn't calculate your deservability in what he's getting ready to do. In other words, amen, God's getting ready to bless you, not based on your performance, but simply because you are his. He's getting ready to do good. Somebody shout, do good. And then it says, he went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. This word healing, amen, is the Greek word therapeu, amen, therapeu describes an instant miracle, amen, as a result of a corresponding action. It means, amen, that when God gets ready to heal you, amen, he will tell you, lift your hands and praise me and I'll heal you. He'll begin to whisper things in your ear to do, whether it's shout, dance, run, whatever it may be, amen. And when he whispers those instructions to you, it's because he's setting you up, amen, for victory. That God wants to heal you tonight. That God wants to deliver you tonight. Amen. It's not just physical healing that God wants to do in this house, but it's decades of emotional oppression that God wants to break off of you today. It's decades of issues in relationship, spiritual oppression, amen, that you've been under. Yes, you're a child of God, and if you have the Holy Ghost, you cannot be demonically possessed, but you can be spiritually oppressed. Amen. Oppression is an external spiritual force that comes against you. It's a word that means literally ruled, amen, by an evil king. It describes, amen, the exercise of power or authority, amen, that is cruel, unjust, and burdensome. The word oppression comes from a Latin word that means to press upon, to press against, to overburden, to weigh down, to overwhelm, to overpower. To rule with cruel, unjust, or unreasonable restraints. To oppress, affect, crush, put down, smother, subdue, or torment. It's describing an external force that is pressing against us emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and financially. And the goal of the oppression is to get us to submit. But we will not submit. To the terror of the adversary. We will not submit to the intimidation of the enemy. We will not shut up. We will not stop. We will not sit down. But we will preach the gospel. We will worship the Lord. We will, amen, pray prayers of faith. And we will push the enemy back down. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Synonyms for this word oppression would be abuse, harassment, intimidation, Force, brutality, 
domination, dictatorship, or overthrowing. Jesus, amen, said, amen, that he went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That it is the enemy's goal to get dominion or authority over you. But I'm here to remind you tonight that the word of the Lord declares to be sober, to be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about sinking, uh, seeking who may, he, whom he may devour. In this word, adversary, antidogos is the Greek word there. It means an insane hatred for righteousness and righteous people. That if you are battling the adversary in any of these areas of oppression, it is a sign that you are living right and that you are living correct. I just want to blow the enemy's head off tonight and tell you, amen, it's because he fears you is why he's battling you. He is an adversary. And his, his, the word devil is not his name, it's his job description. It's the Greek word diabolo, dia meaning through, bolo meaning to throw. That he throws things at your mind and at your spirit to try to find a place of weakness. But the most ancient translation of this word, diabolo, describes a fisherman that would throw a net, even into a lake to try to capture fish and pull them in a certain way that leads to destruction. That the enemy's trying to pull at your emotions. He's trying to pull at your finances. He's trying to pull at the thoughts in your head to get you even to go in a certain direction. But I'm here to tell you, amen, you're not going to go in that direction because tonight is your night of deliverance. If you've been depressed, tonight is your night of deliverance. If you've been, been morning tonight is your night of deliverance uh, that the oil of joy is in this house tonight that you are going to be delivered uh, you are going to be liberated come on somebody and I'm not just talking about a quiet deliverance uh, I'm talking about a grand deliverance uh, into major major victory that what you thought couldn't happen is about ready to happen when you calculated yourself out uh, and said I'm not good enough uh, God said it's not dependent upon your goodness uh, it's dependent upon my goodness and the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever and God is getting ready. I feel it in the Holy Ghost right now that somebody's really beginning to see and understand I don't have to be terrorized by the enemy any longer. Somebody shout yes. Somebody shout praise the Lord. So it describes, amen, this word diabolo describes one who repeatedly strikes an object to take it captive, to ruin it, to enslave it, to capture it. He repeatedly attacks us, amen, until we mentally agree with his lies and oppression. Did you hear me, friend of mine? You've got to get out of agreement with the adversary. Hear me. The Bible calls him the father of lies. Every time he speaks, he speaks a lie. The Bible tells us that it's impossible for God to lie. And you got a choice to believe one or the other. And I'm here to tell you it's time to believe God for the greatest revival. It's time to believe God for the greatest miracles. It's time to be, believe God that everything is shifting in my favor. That the storm is going to stop. Come on somebody. The harassment's going to end. 
This is what I see in the Holy Ghost. The years of sacrifice, years of fasting, years of prayer have come up before amen, the very throne room of God. And God has looked down and said, I see you, I know you, and I've heard you. It has not gone, amen, on deaf ears. And the Lord is saying, I'm ready right now to move. He says, I'm going to do it suddenly. He says, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it quickly. He's saying, I'm going to do a quick work for this church. Come on, somebody, that what you thought in your mind was going to take five years. God says, no, I'm going to do it less than five months. He said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. That There is a river. There is an undercurrent. There is a river of revival flowing through this house right now, and it's going to touch every family, amen, from the least to the greatest in this house. God is saying, I will not exclude anyone. Everyone's included in this revival that I'm getting ready to give this church, and it begins tonight. Come on, praise him and thank him for that word. So the enemy comes in and he tries to mentally confuse us. To tries to get us to get bitter. Oh, praise the Lord. Luke chapter 17 talks about the sycamine tree. And it's in the context of forgiveness. Jesus just told him, you've got to forgive seven times 70 in one day. And they said, Lord, increase our faith. Jesus said, it has nothing to do with faith. It has everything to do with willingness. And he gives them this illustration of the sycamine tree. The sycamine tree was a fig tree that had bitter figs. And only the very poor ate of this tree because the figs were so bitter. And what they would do is they would pick that fruit of that sycamine tree and they would bite that fruit and they would chew on it and chew on it and chew on it. They couldn't swallow it because it was so bitter and they would put the fig down and they would go about their day and they would chew on it and chew on it and chew on it until it finally dissolved in their mouth and then they would go back and they would take another bite and they would chew on it and they would chew on it and they would chew on it. God is saying I'm finishing a season and you cannot take your past into the future and you got to stop chewing on stuff. You got to let go of some stuff. Because chewing on it is what has kept you out of the promises. Come on, somebody. You got to let go of the hurt and the pain of the past. And you got to move forward today because God is shifting everything in the spirit and He's accelerating this thing. And you got to get on board and you got to get with it because God says, I'm going to do it quickly, I'm going to do it fast. He gave, amen, the illustration of the sycamine tree because the sycamine tree was the tree that they would use to make coffins out of. That what the enemy wants you to do is to get bitter and stay bitter because the spirit of oppression got you confused and twisted up with your pastor and your pastor's wife. Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. What you don't realize is your pastor and your pastor's wife, amen, is your intercessor. They pray for you. They love you. They stand in the gap for you. Come on, somebody. And you got some of the highest quality pastoral staff in the state of Indiana right here in this assembly. And God wants you to link up and connect and forget and remove the oppression and the confusion that the enemy has tried to bring into your life. 2 Corinthians, I'm just going to talk till God tells me to pray. 
I really believe that God has sent me here to pray a specific prayer. And I'm going to pray that prayer in just a moment. The Bible says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we're not ignorant of his devices. The word advantage here means to defraud, to deprive of right, to withhold a blessing, to defeat or frustrate. That it's saying here in context that Paul said, if I forgive people whom I forgave it, I forgave it for your sakes, I forgave it in the person of Christ. He's saying I have to understand that oppression comes from unforgiveness. And I've got to walk in a level of love and a level of forgiveness. If I don't, then Satan can deprive me and frustrate me and defeat me and keep me out of a blessing that God has intended for me to receive. Come on, somebody. The person that hurt you is not important enough to keep you from your blessing. What is before you is greater than what has been behind you. And you cannot hold on the past and reach to the future. And I'm here to break the back of a spiritual oppression of unforgiveness and bitterness. If it's just for one person, I'm here to tell you God sent me here just for you. When we forgive, it causes the spirit of confusion that has come upon us to be released into the enemy's camp. And what he tried to defraud us from, God then releases us to walk into. Ephesians chapter 6, concerning, amen, spiritual warfare. You all right tonight? It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I wish I had time to preach on that. He's describing here, even indunamo, which means even that God wants to invest power into an empty container. That when we empty ourselves out, God then empowers us internally. And then he tells us to put on the whole armor of God. He begins by saying, I want to put power inside of you. And he said, once I put power inside of you through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he's saying, then you need to pick up or put on, somebody shout put on, He meant the weapons that God has given you, the spiritual armament. And he says that if you'll do that, amen, when you put on the whole armor of God, amen, that you are are literally in duo, you are literally covered or clothed with power. That what God declares about you, friend of mine, I'm about ready to give the devil a black eye. What God is declaring about you is this. It's when you get the Holy Ghost, you got power on the inside. When you make up your mind, you're going to war in the spirit and you pick up your weapons, you got power on the outside. So what he's declaring to you is this. Is you're completely surrounded inside and out with the power of God. And it's not just any power, but it's a word that means power that it rests upon an advancing army that you are a one person revival when you realize what you've got and you've got to stop letting the enemy harass you. It's time to fight again. It's time to fight again. It's time to fight again. God reset us during COVID to spend time in relationship with him to empower us, to heal us. And now he's saying it's time to get up and march and it's time to advance and it's time to take territory. It's time to take cities. It's time to take neighborhoods. It's time to take generations and declare the word of the Lord to them. Somebody shout yes. I'm not just talking about theoretical power, but real power. 
demonstrated power, seen power, felt power. Come on, somebody. And then he goes on and speaks of our positioning or the attitude that we must take when we go to battle against spiritual warfare. He says, Amen, I want you to withstand. The word withstand, Amen, does not mean to sit there and take it, it means to press against to press forward and push the enemy down and push the enemy back. Somebody needs to hear this. Just because you, you, the thoughts came in your head does not mean that you are the originator of the thoughts. That Satan, amen, attacks us in our thoughts. And I rebuke the enemy that trying to tell you that you are what you think. No, you are not. You are what God has declared you are. And you need to push back against the enemy. Turn to your neighbor and say, I ain't taking it anymore. Say, I'm getting my fight back. Hallelujah. And then he said, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Having done all to stand does not mean, you know, I've done everything I can. Now the only thing I can do is stand. That's not what this text means. It means having brought everything to the ultimate conclusion that when the battle is over, you will be standing as a conqueror, having done all to stand. And then there is a prophetic command in the Greek language, stand therefore, which is a picture of a Roman soldier standing triumphantly Amen. On the head of the adversary. That what God is saying. Amen. Is you're about ready to stand on top of what has tried to control you. What has tried to manipulate you. What has tried to pull you in a certain direction. Come on somebody. That God wants to break the back. There is an anointing to shift in the spirit. There is an anointing to break the yoke of spiritual oppression. Come on, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost in here right about now. The book of Acts tells us about a storm that Paul was in. And that storm caused his ship to be shipwrecked on an island. And the islanders was watching that storm. Watching the storms that the Jordan family, the first family of revival have gone through. Seeing if the storm is going to kill them or not. And when the storm didn't kill them. When the sickness didn't take you out, the storm didn't, didn't kill you. Paul then began to pick up some sticks and all of a sudden a viper came out of nowhere and began to latch on and try to seek his teeth and venom into this first lady. And the enemy said, I'll have my way. I'll consume them. I'll destroy them. And Paul just went, amen, and took that Viper, and he just shook it off. Now you got to understand the Greek language. It didn't mean he just went like that. It means he kept shaking till it came off. Some of you need to keep shaking till it comes off. So this venomous snake tried to latch a hold of this first lady, but the snake did not consider greater is he that is in her than he that is in the world. And what the enemy meant for destruction, this first family has embarrassed the adversary and the snake fell off in the fire and the fire is revival and it's in this house. I just feel, is it okay if I take my liberty because I feel good in the Holy Ghost right about now? 
what the enemy meant for destruction. God says, I'm taking her through the fellowship of my sufferings. See, some of y'all thought, well, something must be wrong with First Lady. God has forsaken her. You don't understand the principle of suffering. It's called the fellowship of his suffering. If he cannot trust you with suffering, he cannot trust you with power. And God has allowed this family to go through some suffering and some pain. And has tempered them in love so that they can receive revelation and they can receive power that God just can't share with anybody else because he can't trust them. And this is what I hear the Holy Ghost say to this first family. You have passed the test with fine collars. The enemy's seen it and the enemy is afraid and the world has seen it and they're astonished that you're still standing. You're still praising and not just standing and praising. You're moving forward in the Holy Ghost. When the storm couldn't stop them and the venom of the viper couldn't handle them, God opened up the door even to speak to the king of the island and God gave Paul miraculous ministry to get the entire attention of that island. The entire city knows who this church is. But not just this city. This is a regional church with regional influence. I'm not just talking about the state of Indiana. I'm talking about the entire Midwest that God has granted this first family in this church. Come on, somebody. Apostolic power and authority at a level that has never been. At a level that no one has ever seen. Come on, lift your hands and praise him. What the text is saying, before I went to battle, the conclusion was already settled. So we might as well live the ultimate conclusion now and go ahead and praise him for the victory. Come on, somebody, go ahead and praise him for that revival. Go ahead and praise him for that shifting right now. Go ahead and praise him for that new anointing right now. Go ahead and praise him for that revelation that's coming. They're angels. There's a new dimension right now. You can feel it. There was a shift that just took place. It's already happened. The power of is in this house. The angel of the Lord is in this place. Come on, the, this atmosphere is pregnant with the prophetic right now. Reach over, lay hands on somebody beside you right now. By the authority of the word of God, by the power of the name of Jesus, I command pain to go out of your body right now. I command that torment to stop right now in the name of Jesus. 
Not one more day of depression. Not, oh, ha. Spirit of anxiety, I rebuke you and I bind you right now. Not one more person affected in this church with the spirit of anxiety. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I command a birthing in the spirit of ministries. Come on, all over this house, God is birthing ministries right now. God is calling you right now. I command the spirit of addiction to be broken right now. I break every generational curse right now in the name of Jesus. Pray in the Holy Ghost just for a moment. Come on, you're getting ready to receive something from the Lord. God's getting ready to give you a strategy for prayer. I'm getting ready to do what God sent me here to do. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, For you wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your problem is not people. People is our mission, not our problem. Against principalities. Somebody shout against? Power. Somebody shout against? The rulers of the darkness of this world. Somebody shout against? Spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul uses this word against to describe the intensity and the closeness of this warfare. That I would say that in 2020 there's not one family that the enemy has not touched, harassed, or tried to oppress. But it's about ready to get bad for the devil. Principalities is the word arche. It's taken from an ancient word that describes someone who holds the highest and lofty positions of rank and authority. It describes even the top order of satanic powers. It refers to ancient strongholds that existed before even you and I were born. I command in Jesus' name every ancient stronghold in the state of Indiana to be broken right now. I command it to be done and completed. We cast down every throne right now in the name of Jesus. And we loose the kingdom of God from Gary all the way down to Jeffersonville, Indiana. From Frankfurt all the way down to Whiteland, Indiana. We command it right now in the name of Jesus. 
and we pray against those things. But he said it's not just against Arche, it's against excusia or powers or delegated authorities. You can cut off the head of a snake, but its body still moves. I think a lot of times we cut off the head of the snake, but we don't know what to do with the body. God is saying, not only do you need to come against the ancient strongholds, but every area that has received delegated authority from that ancient stronghold, it has to be bound and broken right now. Come on, somebody. That means, amen, not just, amen, the stronghold of Indiana, but every delegated authority in every city and every county. Come on, somebody, amen, that has gotten its authority from the very seat of Satan. We break it right now in Jesus' name. We declare you're unlawful. You do not belong here. You no longer have influence, and you no longer have control. We just don't go after the top dog, but we go after every area, every place, even where there's a demonic power, we come against you in Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of witchcraft that has tried to attack this church that has tried to attack this ministry. And I would give you a word of caution tonight. When you pray your will to try to manipulate somebody else, you stepped out of apostolic praying into witchcraft praying. Kingdom prayer begins not my will, but thine will be done. Stop trying to impose your will on somebody else. The only person you need to impose the will of God on, come on somebody, is the adversary. Somebody shout praise the Lord. We're not done yet. And then he says, rulers of the darkness of this world. Cosmos kataros is the Greek word. It describes raw power. It describes like young men who would go to a boot camp to be trained. And they're trained with such proficiency that they become special forces. And then those special forces are sent out, given a mission given an assignment, if you will, amen, from those in the higher authority. So if you cut off the higher authority, there's still those rogue, independent, special operators that tried to do the will of the adversary. They're sent out on assignment. But the enemy assignment against you, against this church, has been canceled tonight. It's been defunded. Come on, somebody. It's been rebuked and it's been stopped. That every spirit that has tried to lie in wait against you to take you out, to snipe you. Come on, somebody. I can sense the spirit of confusion lifting off some of you right now. You're beginning to see that you just don't live in a world, amen, of just three dimensions, but you're living in a spiritual world. And God's talking to you about some stuff that the enemy tried to do to you. And you said, well, this is just life. But you're realizing it's not. Not just life, it's an attack of the adversary, and there's faith rising up in you. There is an anointing falling upon you, and you're about ready to go free in Jesus' name. I'm almost done, but not quite yet. 
Then he mentions spiritual wickedness in high places. It describes, amen, pateros is the Greek word here. It describes something that is foul, vile, wicked, evil. It's synonymous with the word darkness, with the word evil, with the word wickedness, spiritual wickedness in high places. It's those, amen, that sit in seats of government to try to do people harm. We rebuke every false religion. We rebuke every false doctrine. We take dominion right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout in the name of Jesus. Then he called his 12 together and gave them power. Somebody shout power. That power that's resting on an army and authority. Somebody shout authority. Over some devils. We got to get this right. Over all devils and to cure diseases. What he is saying is this, is, amen, you're greater than your adversary. And not only are you greater than your adversary, but you have the power to reverse everything that the enemy's done. So where there's disease and you show up, you got the power and the authority to rebuke the disease. Come on, somebody. You got to get a hold of this. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might undo and destroy the works the enemy has done. I feel a shakening happening in Frankfurt right now. I feel a shift taking place right now. I feel something in the spirit. There's something coming together. There's something beginning to click in the spirit realm, in your mind, in your soul, where you realize who you are. Greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Lift your hands as high as you can. God has spoke to me clearly that what we have seen and how we have operated overseas, God is going to allow us to see and operate the same way in North America. When we were in Uganda preaching for a Trinitarian group in Mpeji, and we went and bought an inflatable baptismal and we took it to the outdoor crusade and when we got there they said this is the dry season. We have no water. The whales don't have water. If we went to the river, it would take seven hours. And God spoke to me that morning. He says, I want you to preach on the essentiality of Jesus' name baptism. So I get up to preach. And I'm preaching to people who never heard of Jesus' name baptism. And I'm preaching to a dry baptismal tank. But I preached it anyhow. Because we got authority over every demonic stronghold. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Hear me. Walk with me. The word follow. It doesn't mean that we're following signs. What it means is this. It's a word that describes discipleship. It describes someone that doesn't want to be out of step with the teacher. So what God wants you to know is this. 
is you're not struggling to work in the supernatural. The supernatural is just trying to catch up with your step and the way that you're walking. It's the supernatural is watching you, how you step. He's watching your cadence. Uh, he's watching, amen, what you're going to say and what you're going to do next because the supernatural is trying to work with you. These signs shall follow them that believe. Signs uh, are following us. Uh, signs uh, are in step with us. Uh, come on, somebody, and you're about ready to see an explosion of the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost. So we preached, we gave instructions on how to receive the Holy Ghost. Prayed the prayer of faith. And we had several receive the Holy Ghost. But as they're receiving the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, a blue sky, clear day, all of a sudden a wind began to blow in that tent. It started to blow so hard we thought the tent was going to fall down. And then all of a sudden out of a blue sky, it began to rain. And it wasn't sprinkling. It rained so hard that the road beside us became a river. And there's holes in the tent. And rain's falling on people. And they're in, in the mud speaking in other tongues as God filled them with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. My faith was so high at this point. Because what I'm watching is this. The rain's falling off the tent down into the baptismal tank. The rain's falling off the tent into 55-gallon drums. And they're taking the drums and they're pulling it in the baptismal tank. And I told them God has confirmed his word and the truth of Jesus' name baptism by filling the, the baptismal tank with water. God himself has filled this tank with water. We baptized 40 Trinitarian preachers and pastors' wives uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that day. And that trip, we had 440 people receive the Holy Ghost. We can no longer stand intimidated by the forces of darkness. When you go to bed at night, you need to send hell in a prayer meeting. God, I hope they don't get up. Jesus, don't let them get up. Don't let them get up because if they get up, they're going to destroy us. That's the kind of prayer meeting hell wants to have tonight when you begin to realize who you are. I command every chain to be broken off of you, every spirit of intimidation that tried to say you're a spectator. You're not a spectator. You're a believer. And God is saying it's time to get involved in the shift that is taking place. Come on, let your hands in your voices. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, let your voices and praise him. I'm almost done. God has not given us a spirit of fear. COVID smove it. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has given us a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. And the enemy tries to attack your mind with words and thoughts. Then he'll bring reinforcements to confirm what you're hearing. 
People saying you're stupid, you're a failure, you can't have this, you won't have this. You're not pretty enough, you're not this enough, you're not that enough. And then the enemy will bring life experiences and disappointments that fortify that lie. And then he'll try to bring influential voices, parents, teachers, and others, amen, to reinforce that lie. And then you begin to live out that lie. And that lie is sent, amen, for the end result, which is your destruction. But I'm here to tell you, the devil is a liar. And you are not, amen, weak. And you are not ugly. And you are good enough. It's what the Holy Ghost just said. He said, tell them how I feel about them. In your weakest moment, God says, I'm singing songs of love over you. When you think he's the furthest away, God just said, you tell them, I'm writing poems about them. He said, you tell them, I have a warehouse full of good things to give them. If they'll release their faith, I'll release what I have stored up in the heavens for them. Stop living like you're bound. I've come to set the captive free. I've come to reach the prisoners of war tonight and tell you we're invading the enemy's camp and we're going to take back everything the enemy stole. This is our approach. We're not trying to get the victory. We already have it. We're simply enforcing what God has already said, that the glory of the latter house. I feel a downpour of God's spirit in this house. I feel the winds beginning to blow. I feel a convergence of the latter rain and the former rain in this house right now. The 70 return. And said, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through thy name. Hupotazo, meaning that they are subject under military command. These are people that didn't have the Holy Ghost and wasn't baptized in Jesus' name. They just had a word. And Jesus said, he saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. The word heaven there is not the boat of God. It's Oranos, which describes a throne over a city, an area, a state, or region. He said, when you begin to go out and exercise the authority that I've given you, he said, I saw Satan lose his territory, his seat of power, and his seat of influence. Come on, somebody. The world doesn't belong to the enemy. The world does not belong to the enemy. It belongs to us. And then he said, behold, I give you power. Power that rests on armies. Power to tread upon serpents and upon scorpions. And I don't want you to miss this. And over all, all past the entirety, the totality, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, and nothing, and nothing. Doesn't matter if it's a principality. Doesn't matter if it's a power. Doesn't matter if it's a hit squad from hell. It doesn't matter if it's spiritual wickedness. And nothing, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
ume in the Greek, an absolute prohibition. Here we go. You ready? I'm closing. Here we go. God wants to just rip layers. I see it in the Holy Ghost. It's just layers and layers of abuse and hurt. You sought counseling. You sought help. But you just couldn't seem to find it. You did everything you know to do and it's seemingly like you're at your last rope. You're at the end of it and God is saying, yes, you are at the end of it because it stops tonight. Not the end of your life, the end of oppression and the beginning of your life. That God is ready to do something deep, something profound. Yes, it's a shout. Yes, it's a dance. But there's something, it's greater. Hear me. Because when God delivers you, you're delivered. And he wants to deliver you. Hear me. This is what's been happening in this season. It's just an echo. It's just an echo. It's just an echo. That pain is just an echo of a previous season. That what the enemy tries to do is the moment you're about ready to step through and go over into a new dimension, a new revival, a spiritual awakening, a shifting taking place, the enemy will bring echoes of your past. You tried this before. Look what happened. Remember how you messed up? I don't know if you can trust them. You remember the feeling you felt when they abandoned you? And the enemy tries to tell us that that is a voice. It's not a voice. It's an echo of a season past that's over and done with. That spiritual oppression has to stop now because we're not listening to echoes. We're listening to the voice. We're listening to the voice. We're listening to the voice. And he that the Son has set free is free indeed. And there's liberty and there's freedom getting ready to break loose all in this house tonight. If you're ready to rise up, if you're ready, if you're ready to be free from that spiritual oppression, I'm talking about the secret stuff. The secret stuff that you haven't told anybody that you struggle with. That oppression that creeps in the dark hours. If you're ready for deliverance, I want you to come to the front right now. I don't want you to walk. I want you to run. I want you to get an attitude that says, get out of my way. I ain't staying the way that I came in. Now hear me. We're getting ready to repent together. I'm going to speak the word of faith. When I'm done speaking the word of faith, we're going to shout a certain way. And the way we're going to shout is this. We're going to shout, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the third time, as loud as we can, Hallelujah. And we're going to scream, Yeah, as loud as we can. And on that last, Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost just keeps bringing this back. It's a quick work. He's saying it's an instant work. God's, he's saying, I'm taking you out of the waiting room. 
You're no longer in the waiting room. You're in the receiving room. He's saying that I'm going to repay you for the years and for the tears. And he says, I'm going to begin it right now. Here's my last text. Isaiah 55, 54, 14. In righteousness thou shalt be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear. And from terror it shall not come near thee. That you're about to receive an endowment, an endowment of power and of anointing. That when you begin to, when you go home tonight, you're not going home by yourself. Angels are going to follow you home. And when you step in that house and the enemy begins to hear your footfall, he's going to realize that's not the same person that left for church Sunday night. And the enemy's going to leave out of windows and out of doors. And he's going to run and he's going to flee. And you're going to begin... This is what the Holy Ghost is saying. There's coming a deep, this church has a very deep, deep level of spiritual liberty and freedom. But God is saying, I'm about ready to quadruple the, the apostolic dimension of liberty. What does that mean? You better get ready because worship's going to last for hours. Prayer's going to last for hours. What seemed hard to do is now going to become easy because he, because the anointing, the anointing is going to destroy the yoke. That God's not going to remove it. He's going to destroy it. Destruction means this. Even if you went and tried to pick it back up, there's not enough pieces left for you to put it back together and pick up that habit again. That there is an anointing of complete and total deliverance in this house tonight. One last word. First lady, this is what the Holy Ghost just spoke to me. The enemy assignment was to destroy you, but it wasn't just about you. This is what the Holy Ghost said. He said, you're the vanguard of the next generation. And what he really wanted was the lambs. But mama stood up and said, not today, not next week, not next year. Hear me. And because the vanguard has been faithful, you better get ready. Teenagers are coming. Young people are coming. Come on, somebody. This youth group is about ready to quadruple in the next few months. In the next few months. Because there is a shift taking place in the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout yes. Okay, here we go. I'm getting ready to speak the word of faith. and We're getting ready to shout here in just a second. If you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you've never spoken in tongues and you want it, I want you to come and put your toes against the front. Everybody here may have it, I don't know. But if you don't, tonight's your night. Look around. Everybody here's got it, that's okay. 
right, here we go. You ready? When we shout hallelujah, the anointing's coming. You're going to begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. Some of you for the very first time. Healing's going to take place. Pain is going to instantly leave your body. So if you're in pain right now, after we shout that last hallelujah, it's going to shoot out of the bottom of your foot and it's never going to return. And when that pain leaves your body, I want you to get my attention so we can celebrate. But not just that, years of oppression is about ready to be broken. And revelation and understanding of how powerful you are in God is getting ready to come to you. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? I said, are you ready? Lift your hands as high as you can. Lift your heads up. Jesus, right now we repent of living in fear. We repent of being tricked by the adversary. God, we release everyone that has ever hurt us. We choose not to walk in the past any longer. We let go of the pain and we reach for the future. And we're ready right now for deliverance of our finances, for deliverance for our families, for deliverance of our minds, for deliverance of our spirits. We command depression to go. We command oppression to be broken and to never return again. Lift your hands. Here we go. By the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name Jesus and by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I command you in Jesus' name, receive you the Holy Ghost, receive your miracle, and receive your deliverance right, right now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
the same angel that stirred the waters is in the house. There is a deep level of anointing for healing. If you got pain in your body, lift your hands as high as you can. If you got pain in your body, lift your hands as high as you can. I rebuke cancer. I command it to dry up at its root right now in the name of Jesus. I command blood pressure to return to normal. I rebuke heart disease. I rebuke diabetes right now. Arthritis, go in the name of Jesus. I command healing of every disease in this house right now. Receive your miracle now. Receive your miracle now. you're anointed you're anointed I told our team when the baptismal was being filled with rainwater from heaven I said when it's full you get my attention and I'll speak the word of faith and the rain will stop they come got me 10 minutes later and they said pastor they said the baptismal tank is full I commanded everybody to lift their hands we spoke the word of faith and not a second later amen that rain stopped that's the power and authority that you have upon you right now I speak the word of faith and I command deliverance command deliverance keep praying keep praying some of you are frustrated because you're not at the place where you think you should be but the Holy Ghost said you need to give up that idea he said that's an idol he said you need to repent of that idol that you are where and you are when amen where where God wants you right now you're in the right place and you're at the right time I rebuke frustration now I command it to go in the name of Jesus and I release you to
I don't know who it is, but I just saw in the Holy Ghost, God is fixing a lung condition right now. There's a lung condition in this house right now. I don't know if it's asthma, what it is. Amen. But God is healing your lungs right now. Lift your hands all over this house. God, we command right now. God wants to do creative miracles right now. I command new organs to appear in your body right now. In the name of Jesus, I command new knees right now in Jesus' name. New shoulders right now in the name of Jesus. I command that kidney condition to stop and go right now. I command it in Jesus' name. I command it in Jesus' name. You're healed now. You're healed now. You're healed now. You're healed now. Worship for him now. And the evidence is going to show up. In the name of Jesus. You tried several businesses and they failed every single time. And that spirit of failure has tried to intimidate you where you're scared to even try. But the Holy Ghost is saying this, that if you'll make a commitment to prayer and if you'll make a commitment to being honest and being true, God is saying, I'll prosper that business. I'll make that deal work. The favor will come upon you. In the name of Jesus, I release right now financial blessings all over this house. the Holy Ghost is saying God is saying I'm going to make you a bridge that you're going to be a connect point for the kingdom of God that you're going to connect people to this church that it's a special anointing because God is saying that people that wouldn't even consider that wouldn't even consider this church, but because you're an ambassador of the kingdom and you're that bridge to this church, God is saying, I'm going to use you and many people are going to pass over that bridge and I'm going to bring many, many people into this assembly through your ministry. I command it now. Financial pressure, go! In the name of Jesus. Financial pressure, go! 